Choose life, choose a sport, choose a drop zone, choose a start time, choose a fucking big jump plane, choose turbine engines, speed, unlimited altitude and endless horizons. Choose height, no low turns and travel insurance. Choose jump tickets, choose tiny action cameras, choose your mates, choose a rig and matching helmet, choose swoop shorts and a range of fucking fabrics, choose 120 vertical speed and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch, watching debriefs, spirit-saving slow-mos, smashing beers after last load. Choose standing on the podium at the end of it all. Choose a win you'll love every time. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you fly NZ Aerosports? Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe... There's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports, fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust, like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So the equipment is top of the line kick-ass stuff as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void with a couple of old favorites. Who the fuck are you guys and what do you do? Hey, I'm Cornelia Mihai and ah. good to be back here. I'm a skydiver and uh, I'm a skydiving instructor. I pretty much eat, sleep, skydiving, I guess I'm flying. Nice, nice. And you are? I'm Olga. <laughs> I've been just, here before. <laughs> just Olga, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, pretty much the same. I am skydiver. Uh, canopy pilot competitor. Awesome. Uh, newbie in free flying. <laughs> newbie in free flying. Yeah, we got to get around to that. Cause and uh, yeah, all my life is skydiving. I think uh, uh, with you specifically, all we've ever talked about is canopy stuff and broken bones. 
Uh, yeah, I know. So There's got, so many things to talk about now. Yeah, well, so it's uh, obviously this is really exciting time because we've just gotten back to the point where you guys are able to get out and do what you do outside of working, which is competing. Um, there was just a, a couple of competitions, yeah? I'm jealous. Cornelia had way more than I did just because she has a better passport. I never thought my Romanian passport would be that good, <laughs> but obviously it's better than a Belarusian one. So yes, I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, competition season came around and, and uh, they finally got to crack off another uh, uh, world meet. Yeah, finally it happened. So 2021 wasn't so bad and it's not finished yet. Um, but uh, it was good to have over the summer. Like in the summer, normally we travel to competitions and uh, 2020 obviously was not that good. Fucked. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so this summer we got to compete and uh, I managed to go to four competitions, uh, free to warm up and the world championship and uh, all got she tried really, really hard <laughs> and made it to two competitions. Nice. nice. Well, actually, it's a great story that you have. And I definitely I asked you to talk about it before we were on the podcast because you had to struggle to travel from where you live and work yeah. um, because you have one of the worst passports ever. After Yemen. Um, yeah. And you had to lie, cheat and steal basically to get <laughs> where you were going. So now you're pushing it though. <laughs> tell me tell me this story because it, it's actually a, a kind of a heartwarming story for us. Skydiver. It is, it is, and that's uh, why I love a community. I'll get to the point right now. So when Cornelia went to Italy first, I was so jealous because Italy is, I don't know, that's the first competition I've ever had uh, and the first training camp that I had with Cornelia in this place forever, like, so warming, pull out, Ravenna, you know, and then she went there and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make it to Italy. I cannot get visa. What mm. can I do? And they're like, Danish competition, next one on her list. And I wanted to join her there. And I, I was trying everything and it worked in the end. I actually got a Danish visa, but I got the visa on the first day of the competition. When the competition started, they handed me a passport and I was like, well, that's not going to work. I'm not going to travel there. And um, the next one was our favorite, well, at least mine, Pippin Kopen in Klatovo in Czech Republic. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there because now I have the European visa, I have a Schengen visa. And so I started to research and call to the embassies and call into the airport and like, well, you're not allowed with Danish visa to Czech Republic. You cannot fly into Czech Republic with Danish visa. I'm like, oh, shit, what do I do now? You know, like, <laughs> so the only solution I can... Uh, like I came with is to fly to Denmark. Actually, it was Cornelia too. She's like, if you wanna, if you wanna, you're gonna make it. I'm like, well, okay, fuck <laughs> it. We're traveling by land. <laughs> yes, no, no, we're traveling by land now. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just Fucking gonna do that. Peasant, you have <laughs> yeah. to go with wheels and shit. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spend one day in Copenhagen. I'm just gonna go to the Swoop uh, Freestyle Challenge. You know, this little event mecca, and just meditate there. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll go there and whatever. And then I'm just going to go uh, to Czech Republic. So the first um, thing that community did is when I sent a message on uh, Facebook and Instagram, I was like, who is traveling from Denmark to Czech Republic on mm. those days? We found people. Like, there were many people who were sending messages and Cornelia suggested people. And then, like, all of a sudden, I had two guys that were going on the date that I needed, and they're like, yeah, we'll take you with. No problem. And I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. Nice. You know, like, that's great. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to stay somewhere in Copenhagen. And, like, I've checked the prices. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe not <laughs> maybe an expensive it's, it's, city. it is an expensive city yeah so i just sent another message on instagram and facebook and I'm like is anyone in copenhagen who's you know want to hang out with me <laughs> and i can sleep on the on the floor and my friend alicia uh she um she sent uh, she sent a message to me and she's like oh my friend lives there you can stay with her i'm like I don't even know the girl. You, when was the last time you saw her? And she's like, like, a couple of years ago. But she'll be fine. The next thing, this girl sends me a message and she's like, "Where do I meet you? I cannot wait. You friend of Alicia." And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" That <laughs> <laughs> was just amazing. Like, you go from A to B, and on the way, you meet so many people that actually drag into your life by 
just because you're a skydiver and you know skydivers. Sure. That's the beauty of the community that probably like if we just send a message that we need help, there will be people around that will be willing to help. For sure. Well, I just saw um, recently that there's a a community on Facebook uh, that you can try and use to have your gear taken around. Like... Um, you can, that'll help you ship gear. So if you're selling it or you need to get it somewhere else, you can post on this Facebook page and see if anyone's going from A to B in the direction you need. Probably they don't travel like Cornelia. Right. <laughs> light. Yeah, people that travel lighter. <laughs> <laughs> can afford taking yeah. other people's gear. Yeah, right, right. Without 16 kg well. Not supers. I mean, even that though, I thought that that was super cool that That's there's cool. that. And then you look at the, the uh, international page in regard to selling gear. I just sold some gear and it took me literally 30 minutes from the time I posted the ad, my rig was sold. Wow. Which is fantastic. I mean, holy thing. shit. It's so. Amazing. Yeah, so I mean, what a community! It's it's yeah. super super tight. Skydivers generally really look out for skydivers, for sure, and especially getting a random stranger to let you stay. Yeah, I know you, and I would have to like think about it. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> she didn't know me. <laughs> That's why she agreed. <laughs> right. Well, now you told me one other story about the swoop challenge. You you actually got there and you sent a message, didn't you, about the the swoop challenge guy or to the swoop challenge guys? Yeah, I sent a message to George because I was there, and uh, I sent actually. If I sent to Cornelia, I don't know. I don't know why. I always send you messages to approve my messages. <laughs> Mama me hi. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then I sent to George a message. I'm like, hey, I'm in Copenhagen. If you around, let's have a beer, coffee, tea, whatever. Like, uh, you know. And he wasn't there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just go to this place and just check it out. Because, you know, like when you dream of something, but that freaks you out. That's how I felt. I was like, I'm dreaming about freestyle swoop challenge. And I see like Cornelia competing, other guys competing and seeing that it's so nice and smooth, but I'm freaking out. Like, sure. <laughs> if they will tell me jump tomorrow, I'll be like, eh, eh, you know. And I went there, I was sitting there, you know, drinking wine, looking at this venue. And I'm like, ma. Now I'm ready. <laughs> nice. Well, and didn't he say something along the lines of, "You're, I'm not there, but you're there, and you told him you were daydreaming about trying to get into that competition? Yes, yes. So we'll see. Maybe this daydream will come true one day. Nice, nice. See, again, how cool. Yes. But it's the community, for sure. It is a community. Then. Nice. Well, enough of your travels, which yeah. was awesome. How about the competitions? Cornelia. Yeah, Cornelia. <laughs> you, had you had a couple of competitions before Olga finally got to join you because nobody apparently likes Belarusians. Yeah, yeah. like uh, it was good. Uh, I kind of set it all up. So it was good this year. We had uh, four competitions back to back. So it was good to kind of warm up. We had like small competitions to warm up to the world championship. And uh, it was it was a really good month. Like I just swooped and competed. And then when Olga joined, we did that together. And uh, I'm used to traveling with her. We find <laughs> ways, you know, like we need to go there. Okay, <laughs> how do we do it? And they said, no, no, we try again. Yeah. And uh, the competitions were good. Obviously, less uh, competitors than sure. before because uh, the traveling part kind of freaks out everyone. Sure. Unless you really, really, really want it. And you are able to you know put this effort and be willing to just you know be maybe you get a coffee test and you're stuck somewhere sure um you will make it there but it's definitely a little bit more complicated than before sure so uh, we had less competitors but the ones that were there were really keen and nice the ones and that strong. actually nice well, now there were a couple of countries like australia wasn't able to attend as well and there's some strong competitors out of australia Unfortunately, right yeah. and they are most fun competitors in the world man the party without the Aussies is not a party I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I actually i just heard about this last funny farm and i have to agree with you on that one um i mean i would imagine as a competitor especially at the level that you're competing at you got to be kind of bummed when all the ranks aren't there because not that it takes away from an accomplishment. It's, no, definitely for us, we know like who we're fighting against, like who are the main competitors, and you're like happy when you're like, oh, okay, he's gonna be there. I'm sure. just happy. We're like, oh, okay, that one's gonna be there. Cool, perfect. Yeah, because it puts a different pressure on yourself when you're competing. Of course. Well, and at the end of the day, I would rather lose to a good competition than win because they weren't there. Exactly. Because then you'll you'll always think like, hey, but what happened? That was when uh, in uh, ages gone by when I was competing at sky surfing and my partner and I had the chance to first time we went to the nationals and we were going to compete in the intermediate but there was no one else in the intermediate so we would have done all the jumps and we would have walked away with a gold 
competing against no one, or we could go into the open and compete against Craig and Tanya O'Brien, who were fire firestarter and the most insanely good team ever that we never had a chance of beating. But I'm like, I would fucking much rather take silver behind firestarter than yeah. a gold for myself. No way. For sure. And you're like, you can match yourself with them and you can see how, where you are at a real level, you know, not oh, just yeah. like, oh yeah, I got gold. There. <laughs> well, that's the one where you, you want to end the conversation with that. I got gold and then you walk and away. You walk so away nobody, without explanation. Nobody can ask any questions. No, it's always cool to compete with people who are stronger than you or your level, like in Cornelia case. Yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't. Before I wouldn't understand it, like when we j when I just started to compete, and Cornelia would like, oh, you should go to this competition, and this, and I'm like, I would take anything. Mm. I wouldn't understand why wouldn't you go to the competition where there is like competitors who are weaker than you. But now I understand. I wouldn't want it. Maybe yeah. because I'm looking up to her, and I see how she wants to fight with someone her level or stronger or not. But it's this part, you sure. know. I do think I influence you a little bit with my. Principles. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> good but principles I think it's to like have, Principles though. are good, and I think like we're pretty much on the same page with yeah. that. It's just like the competitive side of it. I kind of learned that lesson on a, a triathlon I did years and years ago, and I ended up on the run next to a girl that was pacing me pretty evenly, and it was this back-and-forth fight, and we weren't directly competing with each other other than we were running next to each other, pushing faster, and, and we both were dramatically faster because she was pissed if I was ahead, and I was pissed if yeah. she was ahead, and we ended up crossing the line at the exact same time never met her don't know her name gave her a huge hug because <laughs> i knew how much she drove me along and she did the same never saw her again but it was so cool because you just have this drive and i did dramatically better than i ever would have whether she beat me yeah. or not exactly and it just pushes you i think that's why in the end that's why we compete yeah because Especially in what we do in skydiving, like we're only competing against ourselves, but the others are there to push us more than we yeah. would, you know, in training. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what was the first competition you did? Uh, I went to Italy to pull out Ravenna. We go there every year. It's nice, lovely place. And um, there were some good competitors. Um, I got first there. Then I went to Denmark. I got uh, first there, too. Yeah. <laughs> And then, <laughs> that was the warm-up, though. And then right. um, Klatovi, it was actually, it's a pretty nice competition. It's one of the best out there. Um, very challenging. Very challenging conditions. We actually, even this year, we had very challenging conditions because uh, we have a lot of obstacles around the pond and uh, really strong winds. Mm. So uh, you never really know what you're going to get because sure. it's windy, but then you drop below the obstacles and then it's no wind or you, d and you have turbulences. Or it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's not definitely not a place to start competing at, but sure. it's great. And uh, there I ended up third. And I was like, okay, this is... This is what I I know what I need to do. Now, for I'm, hungry. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. I need to, what I need to do for the world championship. And then, yeah, world championship, I ended up third. Um, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. So it's, so, it's so funny the way you just said that because you clearly said third disappointed but realized that third is also fucking amazing. <laughs> I know for a lot of people, like, podium, it's it's great. Sure. Um, well, for Cornelia, if you're not the first, you lost. So. I mean, we, the, I think... I think we're uh, a lot of the people there are the top competitors are fighting for first. Oh, really. sure. So sure. third was it's great, but first is better. Nice, nice. Well, <laughs> much uh, better. It's it's cool for me to sit back and watch these competitions go because now half of the time the people on the podium are people that I call friends, which is fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, and especially in, in World was, I mean, a lot of people that I know did amazingly well. One of our mutual f great friends, Abdubari. Yeah. He yeah. finally did, like, uh, he was, I think, recognized in the past few years, a couple of years. He ended up fourth all the time. And uh, I think he, this year, like, it's not like he didn't work for it in the past years. Just this year, everything kind of aligned and he managed to show what he can do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he got second. That was awesome. Which is incredible. I always like watching his accuracy runs because he's got – I mean, first off, I've never seen anybody stomp the bullseye like that guy Oh, does. my God, this camelastic. <laughs> he, I mean, it's like he trips and falls into the into the zone. It's perfect. He's just perfect. Well, he did uh, get first in uh, accuracy, yeah. so he is a world champion in accuracy. Which is amazing. And, he, and it's just watching him do that consistently blows me away. But it's, it's almost his uh, personal celebration. 
after the fact every time because he's so happy. He's just clearly having so damn much fun. Hands up in the air and little happy dances and all this stuff. And that's whether it's a competition or whether it's just a training jump. He's super stoked to be doing it. Which So finally seeing him get podium and then taking first in accuracy just makes it that much more special. It was really good to see him finally, like on the podium. He deserves it. He works hard for it. A lot of people do, but um, we all know uh, how much each person puts into it, and he definitely deserves it. Sure, sure. Now, how did they pull off Worlds? How did it yeah. go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Was, uh, um, I mean, because it, it's got to be weird trying to put together a competition like World in 2021 with as fucking like, weird as it is. I mean, uh, you mean the Mondial? The, Mondial, uh, the, yeah. So, the organi- uh, organization and everything. Yeah, just how, how was it all put together? I mean, because we've been spoiled and seen some insane competitions that have been thrown in the Middle East. And for sure, but let's let's start it like this. First of all, this drop zone is in Siberia, right? I mean, <laughs> How like, cool is that? <laughs> it's amazing. You're already going to have some exotic destination to travel to, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, I would say with all the ups and downs, yes, I mean, the drop zone is small and they uh, maybe were not ready for the you know the amount of teams for, no the teams of uh, the number of people they had mm. they knew that but i mean the amount of work they have to deal with organizing teams different altitude different disciplines and all of that but i think that actually they did a great job they wanted to finish the competition they wanted for us to compete and i think that's that that's what matters like whatever it was like on the training jumps we are pissed as as fuck man we would sit on the ground when there is a little cloud in the air and they're like oh hey we cannot skydive now you're gonna sit on the ground because there is a thunderstorm so whatever is around and we're like what i mean hey and on the competition, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter if we have a little hole. If we have a chance to skydive, they would send us, and they didn't care if we would have to land with a plane. And I think that's what matters for the competition. Sure. You wanna finish the comp. You want it to competition to happen. And uh, they tried their best. With there was some ups and downs, as I said, but I think like accommodation wise, some. People saying the rooms were not that good. We were li- we were living in a fucking great hotel, on a ski resort next to the zoo, green area. We had a shuttle bus every day going from the hotel to the drop zone. We had a uh, food. Some people were saying that they didn't have enough food. I mean, like, how much do you need to eat if you eat so much? Just go and buy more. But I think it's really easy to complain when you are not putting the effort into organizing sure. a world meet. Well, I have a tough time wrapping my head around because I've never competed at that level and never been to competitions like that. But even when I went to the nationals in the states, nobody fed me. Nobody gave me a hotel. I didn't have a shuttle bus. I showed up and I got on the fucking plane or I wasn't competing and, and I paid the entrance fee and uh, there was nothing done for you, you know, so. Well, it's better probably ask Cornelia because like I haven't been to the Mondial or uh, like, you know, the competition that includes all the disciplines of mm. Skydiving because normally I would go on the swoop competition. So it was my first sure. meet where the all disciplines were there and there was so many people that are competing. But to me... I saw all the things that they were lacking in organization, but in the end, I think they did a great job. But Cornelia, I would like you to share. I think uh, I've been competing for 10 years now, and uh, it's been very, this is the second location where we managed to do all the disciplines all together. The other one was uh, in Dubai in 2012. That was the other Mondial. Because even Chicago in uh, 2018, I think it was, they didn't have swooping. So Mm. it's basically not a Mondial. And um, it's really easy to comment on what, you know, could have been better, but they did put a bid for this competition they so you know they they managed to make it all work with the covid with the restrictions sure. with like, having all the competitors getting over there everyone had a translator we had a lot of volunteers just oh, to yeah. make sure that we are I, good i just found out that in the middle of the competition that they actually gave to every tent like every country 
they they gave like a translator volunteer really? who was helping them around. I did not know that because I've never had anyone. And I'm like, what the she fuck? Speak the language. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but then, like you said, yeah, unfair advantage. I'm sure, I'm sure Belarus didn't have a translator. Yeah, we did not. <laughs> and that's the fuck up because you said this girl helped you to bring your help. Remember the situation? Tell the story. Actually, it's amazing, yes. actually. So the thing is that they they had like 80 volunteers or something like that from the. Um, University, university, international la- language, la- 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 language. Everybody university. speaks so well English, and they were helping everyone out. And uh, at one evening, we were waiting. So, like she said, they were trying really hard to finish the competitions. We had some bad weather, and they were trying to send us in. In the little amount they had, they <laughs> tried. So it was getting towards the end of the day. It was getting dark. I, we did one round, and I didn't know if they were planning to do another round. Mm. And it was dark. I jumped with a helmet with sunglasses. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have my other helmet that it's in my hotel room that I use for free fly. Right. Um, just in case, how can I get it? So I go to my, you know, my volunteer, my new guy. I was like, I need your help. It's urgent. I don't know if I need it, but I need you to do something for me. In my hotel room, in my bag, there's my helmet. I need you to go and get it. And uh, in 10 minutes, I had the helmet in my in my hand. Oh, I don't know awesome. what yeah. he did. He called somebody. <laughs> They went into my room, they picked up my helmet, they got it to me. I didn't need it in the end, but they moved. <laughs> and, they, and I was like, oh, yeah. man, it wasn't that important. But it was important. No, but but the amount of effort they were putting, like Timmy Thompson had his birthday. It's actually a tradition to celebrate Timmy Thompson's birthday on any competition. It's one of the canopy pilots as mm. well. And they had a volunteer, and she organized the cakes and everything. Like awesome. They were willing to help with everything, not awesome. like, you know, it's it's amazing. And it was crazy when we left. I was surprised. One of the volunteers was crying when we when we were leaving. I was, and I was like, "What is wrong with her? What's happening?" Maybe and she, she was actually no, no. She was crying just because like some she got along really well with the, the Danish delegation, I think. And she was crying when they were like saying goodbye. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, that's." that's well, I mean, we all know uh, tight friendships and more get uh, you know <laughs> are found in skydiving. Hey, you're ruining it now. Like Cornelia never thinks this way. She well, thinks no, it's a I, true friendship. I said friendships, <laughs> tight friendships, and, and more. more. But, well, come on. What? Like, skydivers don't get together and just fuck around? Come on. Okay. Of course they do. But it could have just been a good friendship. But yeah. Yes. I think uh, a lot of them, they were really impressed to meet us. And we were really impressed that they helped us out. And uh, I think it was a great effort from uh, the organization to try to pull it all together mm-hmm. we were we had to do pcr test every three every days. three days awesome. uh, we had to make sure that you know we're wearing no masks everything positive though so <laughs> we had to make sure we we're wearing masks we had the results to go to the airport we had the buses like everything was taken care of That's okay good. maybe it wouldn't have been like how each individual would please them you know like would be great for everyone but it was really well organized and uh, i think they did a great job nice. i wish there would be yeah. more places in the world that would actually take this challenge because it's a challenge to organize a world meet yeah we're actually the the, org- the fai organization was telling us that uh, they're running out like you know they don't have a lot of bids for future competitions so hmm. no wonder because mm. it's, it's hard yeah um so hopefully more people will step up oh maybe we'll go to siberia again sure i mean what a cool destination well, there is nothing really around. That. Like it's, no, but that's pretty cool. It is and amazing just to say Siberia. I mean, like I love Tanai. I love this drop zone. This drop zone is beautiful. Sunrises, sunsets, amazing. It's like in the middle of fucking nowhere. You sure. just 350 kilometers one side, for uh, 250 another side, and. I think it kind of scared a lot of people away. Yeah. Like you think? The, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, like one thing is like, hey, let's go to South Africa and you take your family and you you have it as a holiday, you know, like, right. and you have a safari in between. And hey, let's go to Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> I think Siberia is not such a popular destination. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's definitely not on most people's top 10 list, but uh, it still sounds fucking cool to me, especially yeah. if it's a drop zone being run. And I know that uh, today there was a real drive for them during this competition, yeah. which had to be even harder to organize all of this stuff, do everything that they were doing, and then they were balls out to try and win some competition. Yeah, because they also, they had this, uh, what was it, like, um, 
uh, how do you call it? Like they weren't allowed to um, represent their country it because, of the, the because of the because of the WADA. It's, uh, it's the anti-doping Olymp- scandal anti-doping stuff. Anti-doping Olympics, yes. Yeah, so yeah. they're not allowed to do it for another. Which actually kind of surprised me. I didn't. I honestly didn't think. I knew it would hit all the Olympic events, but I didn't realize that that ban would go into effect for something as it obscure. It's any competition that uh, where you have to actually play the anthem. The anthem, uh, anthem yeah. yeah, and uh, put pull up the flag. Really? Yes, any competition. It can be like a croquet or whatever <laughs> competition is still not allowed to. Well, and, and the cool thing was, of course, they were allowed to compete, but they that were was not, awesome. Yeah. yeah, they were not allowed to fly uh, the Russian colors or technically represent the country because yes. the country's been banned. Yeah, so they're all uh, competing under what was it like? Uh, neutral, n- neutral, neutral athlete, athlete yeah, Russian so. neutral athlete, and uh, they had the flag of the Russian Federation. But it was kind of crazy because some of the guys had the like you know the flag Jump on their jumpsuits from yeah. before, right? And they had to like patch it. it. It was a bit ridiculous at some point because. We didn't care. Yeah. But obviously somebody yeah. cared. When they put all the flags uh, uh, at the beginning, where we had all the flags of all the countries that participated, it was obviously their flag there as well. And then something happened. But the flag disappeared. Then we had the Russian the, Federation flag. Yeah. But then the weird situation that Greg Van Miller and Zesh were talking about in your previous podcast mm. uh, about Grand uh, <laughs> Van Miller wearing the Russian kind of representative Russian sure. uh, a short. It wasn't really a Russian short. So our friends, Sergei Nazarov and Kosta Kunz, uh, they have this little company that is um, Sky Shop Russia. And it's just uh, skydiving equipment. There is nothing, yeah. you know. There, it's, it's not national. It's not national or anything. They have their, they registered this company in USA, I think. Oh, but I mean, like it's you know, it's an international company. It's just the name of it, Sky Shop Russia, and it's not even a flag or anything. It have like blue colors and yellow colors no. or whatever. But the Russian name is there. Yeah. So they were wearing it, and <laughs> it's funny enough because both of the guys have the canopies with Sky Shop Russia logos on it. Oh, you know? <laughs> like I mean, what do you do? And then they land, and some of them. Uh, who was so it? I don't know who had something to say. Like some yeah. official or yeah, somebody some commented on it and they were not supposed s- to. Some official came to them and they're like, oh, you're going to be disqualified if you will not change your T-shirts or shirts. You you cannot do that. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, we have logos of it on our rigs. We have a logos of this on our canopies. How do we type the canopy logo, right. you know? And uh, Greg Van Miller was standing next to them and he heard it and he was like, fuck, man, I'll, I'll wear the shirt. And that was awesome. That was great. And I heard that there was some, I guess, misunderstanding and that some people thought he was being disrespectful. But the story that I heard was that he did it kind of in solidarity for these guys because he was like, this is bullshit. They should be able to wear their stuff. It's a community thing. That's amazing support for this guy. And also his post and what he wrote. Like, uh, Greg is one of the most uh, humble person out there and he would always support everyone. Absolutely. And he would always back up everyone that needs, you know, like it's an injustice happening. And I've seen it many, many, uh, a lot of times and uh, it's great what he did like he didn't do it to insult anyone sure. or anything well and as soon he, as I heard that version of the story I'm like wait a second I've seen this guy's resume there's no way that resume matches with a guy that would do something to try and piss people off yeah. no, sorry he I don't did see it, it because he's like what oh Russians cannot wear that jersey I'll wear <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. fuck you I'm an American I'm wearing <laughs> this shit it is because it's like they were not walking with a Russian flag. Yes, I understand the rules. Okay, we're not allowed to. Sure. Man, but I mean, I think they just took it to, the, to a certain extent well, that it yeah. wasn't necessary. There's something so cool about an but American going to Siberia and wearing a Russian shirt to support the Russians in Siberia that can't do it for themselves. But because in sports it's like that. Like yeah. we are all respecting each other. And yeah. for us, really, like it doesn't really matter. Okay, or at least for me and the. People that I hang out with, it doesn't really matter where you're from. We yeah. all put the same amount of effort, and we all struggle. We have our individual struggles to get to the competition. To and swooping, it's hard by itself. You crash, you be in pain, and you go through all of this, and then in tag the end, about, tag about, tag yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Side note, <laughs> and then it ends up to like, oh, you cannot wear your shirt that it's yeah. uh, somehow related. Like, and, and especially in swooping, where 
is there's no drug you can take or supplement or steroid or whatever to make you feel better. Well, that's one of the things that I thought was so funny about this uh, ban affecting skydiving is in what fucking world are a drug are performance enhancing drugs going to help you in skydiving? No, no. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't it doesn't know. apply They're to skydiving. Like, I think I smoked better after I Remember the when I fucked up my food and the next day I got some medicine from my friends? Oh. <laughs> well, actually, I suppose that being said, somewhere along the lines, they did uh, try and categorize marijuana as a uh, um, performance-enhancing drug because of Michael Phelps and all that stuff. I don't think it will work with swooping. <laughs> and I've, I've, Well, I've met more than a few skydivers that would say that marijuana is a, dr- a performance-enhancing drug for skydiving you never know maybe from other disciplines but not for swimming <laughs> i wouldn't want to try it there's no way i would not ever try it before the swim competition well now the big competition there specifically i i think you're right wasn't so much country against country it's team against team because yeah. tenay wanted to beat airspeed they wanted that fucking sword Bad. Man, I thought it's gonna end up like if they don't gonna get the sword, <laughs> but Abash will get everyone to this fucking ski resort, lock the doors, and said, now we have a winter volunteers until the next world. Meet. See, that's why people get scared to go to, to Siberia because people start rumors like that shit. <laughs> it's not. That's, that's a joke. I, I know, mean, I know, I know. They, so, they tell me, um, what did you see in that competition? Because I know it was quite a heated competition. They were, they were. I, I know for a fact that Tanea has trained their asses off trying to win um, and th- they did not end up winning the competition did they? As to me no they did not they came third which is good <laughs> but first is better <laughs> uh, they were not happy about that um, and they, they are a very strong team they are a strong team they mm. train a lot they fly together a lot uh, in my opinion I mean like, I don't know what's, what was going on in their minds through the competition i know the guys but i think uh it's hard it's a lot of pressure to have the competition on your own field sure and dealing with all the from for instance from andre's perspective he has to also be part of the organization and f- organizing stuff sure checking the hotel and na 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 so you cannot focus really 100 percent on the competition yeah but I mean, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I think like it, we, whatever, whatever was the factors behind, is this time they were not in the best. And I think it's a competition, so sure. you know, you train. Other people train also. Sure. It's not yeah. Like you're like, hey, I trained a lot. It's my <laughs> turn to win. Yeah. No, sure. it's a competition for a reason. Yeah. Well, and I think it was two years ago. I had uh, uh, Craig yeah. Gerard on the show. Uh, and he was actively training 10A they often. They still, they still do. Yeah, yeah, so training quite often, and I pinned him to the wall on a question. I'm like, so look, you're like, go Team America. You've, you know, you've competed for pretty much the the shining glory of American skydiving yeah. and, and done all of these things through the United States, and now here you are training the Russian team as hard as you possibly can and giving it his all. And uh, I asked him, I'm like, so are you getting shit from people back home? And he's like... Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a little shit from people back home. But at the end of the day, all I want to see is a good competition. And I don't want to see my former teammates or my former team going up against weak competition. I want to see a good competition. And right now, I'm just helping to make sure that that happens. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, that's pretty fucking cool. That's that's a good answer. That was a very good good competition in uh, formation skydiving like all uh, eight ways and uh, female four ways they were very tight nice and we really wanted to the last round to happen unfortunately due to the weather they couldn't play the last round because it was like (laughs) in same in swooping we we didn't play accuracy we did play only eight rounds out of nine Mm. And the last one we wanted, uh, it was supposed to be accuracy. And it was like, everyone wanted to do that. Like, <laughs> like, because you can change a lot, especially a lot. in swooping. Maybe in uh, eight way, and in, in, I mean, in the other disciplines, you know, you already kind of know. You cannot really get a zero. You cannot miss a lot of points. Yes, you sure. can mess it up, but not, not that, that bad. Yeah. Yeah. On in this swooping, level, yes. anything can happen. So one round can mean a lot. Yeah. yeah. It can, can mean and It was anything. like four people. It was it like... Yourself, Cedric, Abdulbari, and Marcos, right? Yeah. Uh, there was like 
<sighs> but like me and Marcos, we would have gone. Like Marcos ended up on Marcos uh, Darman from Argentina. He would have. Uh, uh, he ended up on fourth. He was very close behind me, so, and we were going in accuracy. If both of them would go for like. I mean, if, if I go a little bit soft, he would take my, take third. If uh, he has nothing to lose, because sure. he's on fourth, so yeah. we're like, okay, we're going for the box no matter <laughs> yeah. what. Yeah, right? yeah. So actually, it was more exciting our jump than because Abdubari was ahead quite a bit, and then Cedric on first place was even more ahead. So they would have they could have played it safe in a way, sure, and preserve their slot. But me and Mar- Marcos, like we would have gone all in for sure. That's cool. Well, that's kind of like the um, when you watch an F1 race and they talk about, all right, there's the race for first place, and then there's the race for second place, and there's a race for third place, yeah. and you literally are watching three different competitions because the guys racing for first are two laps ahead or whatever. And, and that's what's exciting because if yeah. you, it's exciting for the spectators, it's exciting for us because if you're leading and you're like, yeah, you're gonna do another jump and you're not gonna push yourself, yeah. but the feeling that you have when you jump out of the plane thinking that okay i need to make this work i need sure. to fully focus on this and this is why i love it and she loves it and why a lot of people love it because it's not even about the medal really like in what we do like that that medal is not for real gold so we're not so, so we're <laughs> not, not walking away it. we're not walking away millionaires out of this so yeah, we yeah. just do it for the battle yeah. i personally do it for that that moment that you have to give your best sure yes. Sure, so. which is awesome. Now, Olga, how did you do in the competition? Um, I did all right. I mean, um, I think, I, I mean, all right would be the right word. Um, I cannot say like, oh, I had an injury before, so I couldn't train that much. Uh, I mean, uh, you, um, ca- you, you <coughs> don't need to say it because we just assume you had an injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did have an injury. Yeah. I did have an injury, but it's it's not that. It's just like, um, yeah, I, I think it was okay. Like I was happy with my improvement. I did my personal best and distance in uh, uh, on Mondial. Nice. So after, after I landed, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just flew 147 meters and my goal was for the past, I don't know how many years I'm swooping four years four and a half i was 130 meters and mm. i just overdid it by 17, 17. Yeah. yeah i'm like fuck it <laughs> whatever whatever i place i don't care i just gonna sure uh so i'm happy with my improvement I'm not happy with my placement but um, well, what did i know you place? What, um i think what did i play um uh, f- but not top 15 so i, I think i was 17 so out something. of how many uh, out of 47, 47 or All right, something. so I, I, I need you to take a step back for a moment and realize that you play 17th out of 47 competitors, and the first time you and I sat down on this podcast to talk about your swooping, you were just trying not to die. Yeah. No, true, true, true. But uh, top, 10, <laughs> top 10 would be nicer. <laughs> well, of course. No, but I mean, I, think about the, the progression that you've had in a relatively short period of time. Because I ain't been doing this podcast that fucking long, and you've been going steadily and, and progressing more and more and no, more. No, 100%. I'm not complaining. I'm absolutely happy with the progress I'm doing. Yeah, and that's I see epic. it, and I appreciate it, and I, I recognize it. Uh, but you asked me, how did I do? And I said, I'm happy with some stuff. Sure. I'm not happy with the other stuff sure but i do keep my notes i know what to work on and you know uh like it's funny enough the best lessons i would take a lesson i'll take from all this all of these two competitions (laughs) that i was able to do uh is uh my weakest discipline is distance Mm. and i fucking i'm not hating it no it's just she just doesn't like what she's not good at because Mm. uh, does this mean you have to uh, no more diet and you just start eating more? And <laughs> oh, well, it doesn't work like that. I, I don't know. If it worked <laughs> like that, I would be a winner. But anyway, you know, like it's just like the discipline. I'm not good, and whatever I do, whatever I did before, now I'm better and doing what I need to do. But anyway, and I came to Cornelia and I started again, like, uh, and she's like, the no, worst she didn't support. come to me when I was in a, like, you know, we're sharing a room <laughs> and I'm trying to go to bed <laughs> and she's like, why this and that and that and that. And I was like, okay, that's it. All. <laughs> I wanted to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ma. And it, I would not, not go to her for a hug or whatever normally but I was just like oh my god it's distance and I'm like man 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 bitching and bitching and bitching and she's just turning to me and she's like don't hate it embrace it 
And apparently it had an effect on her. It did have. It did have an effect because I went in the morning and I was like, okay, well, there is nothing I can do to change it. I This is distance. It's going to be here. The gates are there. The judges are there. We're going to all fly distance. So yeah. she actually started focusing on it in a different way. So yes, it, worked. it actually worked. Hey, what do you know? Adjusting your mindset does Exactly. Something. The mindset is everything. Like, I mean, if you think about it, most people will never be top 20 anything in their lives ever. So you're top 20 in Mondial, the world championship of swooping, your fourth year swooping. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's Give yourself a pat on the back. Okay, I'm giving myself a pat, but yeah. there is a and world of, game coming. <laughs> and of, of course, there's always room for improvement because, I mean, honestly, especially with what we do the day, you no longer have any more room to improve. It's time to pick I something else. I will always have a r- we a all will. room to improve until she's competing. Well, no, she'll always, she'll, have, she'll always be able to do a little bit better. I'll always be able to fly a plane a little bit cleaner. I mean, we just need to, everybody's training. Everybody wants yeah. to be better. So, yeah. sorry, but the world doesn't stay still for no. you to catch yeah. up. We're all trying better. It's funny, actually. Like, uh, I, uh, whenever I have these friends who are not skydivers, and whenever I go to the competition, uh, they're runners. So when we run together, I normally get a medal, right? Like, either if, like you, you get a medal anyway, part- regardless. It's a participation <laughs> yes. medal. Thanks no, for but, showing up. Uh, yes. But I do get a medal uh, on podium as well while mm. running, yeah? And whenever I come back, they're like, oh, so did you win? I'm like, no, I came 17th. So I'm like, what? I'm like, I can't what exactly what you were saying to me right yeah. now. And they do not understand. I'm trying to explain. Okay, I'm competing with people who've been competing six years before me. Mm-hmm. And they still compete and they still put as much effort as I do. And they and improve. And they improve as well. And they've been already world champions when I just started fucking flying the parachute that I'm flying right now. And yeah. they were already on top. And it's okay that i'm not it's, i mean it's it's kind of <laughs> like being upset because you were the 17th person person drafted into the nfl <laughs> i don't know it is i mean because you're talking about that level of competition in a different sport i mean the 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 levels that you're talking about and as you go to the 16th and 15th and 10th and 5th and first person are so in their yeah. profession. I mean, like come on. looking when I came to Cornelia first time, and I came to him like, oh, she's like, oh, what do you want? I'm like, oh, I want to become a world champion and beat you one day. And she's like, huh, okay, <laughs> no, that's a that's. A, <laughs> I probably I probably rolled my eyes. Yeah, you probably you, do, you always do like, that. Okay, let's it. start with the basics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what is what is well, your pattern? <laughs> hold your horses because I'm trying to do that. Yeah. We'll see who gets there first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, because uh, let's start with the basic. What is your pattern? What? <laughs> well, I, I, re- I remember I was, I, I think I was just doing my 270s that I always did. And you came up to me, Cornelia, and, and said, uh, why aren't you trying something bigger? I think you were trying to tell me how to do a 450 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're going to do this and this. Okay. And so I got in the plane and I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I got out and I pitched the pilot chute and I started my setup and I started half a turn and went, fuck no. <laughs> and just did a regular 270. Not you're like, what happened? And I'm like, uh-uh, there's no way. I was confused just thinking about that. <laughs> Like nope, it's, I give up. It's not for everyone. It's uh, the battles we choose, and it's silly because sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, this world championship. Not a lot of people can understand what we do. It's it's a pretty small sport, really. Sure. Like it's it's an extreme sport. It's part of skydiving, but when you, we look at it from the you know the world perspective, it's a very tiny sport. Well, it's actually the <laughs> most expensive, useless skill oh, yeah. that well, you can I mean, pay for, for after the, the tunnel. Tunnel for the general public. I mean, it's it's. It's right along the lines with the hardcore mountaineering, you know, something like climbing Everest or the hardcore rock climbing like this guy's doing. But maybe that can... You know, sometimes you can use that. No, but you, you know, can somebody use is stranded skills. on a mountain and you go and save them. <laughs> but I cannot think of anyone that I could probably save by swooping the pond. Yeah, but when you drive, <laughs> but when you drive a car, everything is slower, so your reactions get faster. No. Because when you're on the pond, you swoop faster. I wish than I when could agree driving. with you, but so <laughs> I 
wish I could agree, but I've been flying a plane for a long time. So you would think that I would be in a car dramatically better at driving my oh, car, car. But it turns out that I drive my car like I fly a plane as fast as it can go, and I rarely look outside. And you don't like people. <laughs> Not good. And, and you yeah. don't like the people who is on the road. And I hate everybody on the road. <laughs> so it's exactly the same. So it, it, believe me, that's done nothing for my driving skills. Well, so. I would say that swooping did good for my snowboarding not i'm a good snowboarder i snowboard like <laughs> once in the blue moon when i get to the slope in somewhere and but i've realized after i started swooping when i'm on snowboard and i'm going fast ish yeah. <laughs> it still feels slow compared sure. to how the swoop goes maybe i just snowboard that slow but anyway like uh just the perception of speed i think change in your reactions get reaction get faster sure that helped me a lot with scalable juggling you have to be you have to be there i i I, i'm actually going to give you credit here because i was absolutely convinced and for no one that's for people that haven't seen your instagram videos of you doing really stupid shit with kettlebells (laughs) uh, i was convinced that you were going to shatter a foot dropping a 15 or 20 kg kettlebell on your foot <laughs> juggling these damn things but you actually didn't injure yourself yeah because i'm doing swooping so before you start kettlebell juggling get into canopy piloting <laughs> no no <laughs> let me just put this out there right now don't start kettlebell juggling just don't do it <laughs> you'll be surprised they have competitions in that too no of yes you, you, they, <laughs> they do they do and like that's a that, i think it's human nature yes. we need to raise each other for whatever it is compete in something oh if you i i will not come to a kettlebell juggling Man, competition I'm for you i'm pretty sure you can invent, invent like petting your dog competition oh i'm sure i'm sure they are <laughs> yeah, i'm sure so, i'm yeah. sure speaking of you've decided that uh, you have a new love and a new competition that you're going to bitch endlessly about not being good at yes because you know what if you ever if you ever want to speak a sport that you're going to suck in forever mm-hmm. big skydiving yes like you can become sure. better in something and then you get into something else and you suck well suck and at it suck. but still have a blast yeah well when in in the moments when you don't and when you cry and just hit your head against the tunnel because you're like oh fuck and when you hear from your coach well some people just take longer to learn and progress and you're like okay well yeah but also i mean so we're talking about free flying now olga's new love <laughs> but in everything that olga does and involves me in it whatever i, I i'm probably the same but i think she talks more about it but uh she just wants it now of course of course well she <laughs> instantly wants to be good at it and it takes time well, it takes a lot of time hey not now in swooping how, how long am i swooping I, I d- well what did you tell me at your first coaching five years and i'm gonna beat you okay well what did happen <laughs> wait what do you what, what do you got like three months left before <laughs> <No>. that's up <laughs> yeah, i don't know i, I know i wasn't counting but yeah. I, i'm not gonna stop training so right you know. yes yeah, so, so <laughs> i mean it's especially with free flying uh, it was a real reality check when because back in the day i went out and learned how to free fly in the sky i and have you, no idea how you guys y- you that. you think you're doing pretty good and you have fun with your buddies and you don't realize that when you're in the sky doing this you're all over the sky you're flying with your buddy and you're on your head and you're taking docks and everything but you are moving across the sky and then you go into a tunnel and try and take that in a very confined space and slam your face into the wall more than a few times and realize oh okay i was not nearly as good at that as i thought i was well i've never (laughs) well every time i'm taking it to to the sky i cannot even exit the plane yet but anyway but (laughs) in the tunnel I don't know. It's just I was flying with Cornelia, uh, Cornelia's boyfriend Shane, and other guys, Ivan, uh, Simon. So many guys were trying to help me to fly head down, and I at some point I almost gave up because I felt like I'm a cat. You know, you drop a cat backside down, and she will be like meow and land on her paws. Sure. That was me in free fly. Like you put me on any position, and I'll end up in my belly and <laughs> somewhere on top <laughs> with people in the talent driver trying to slow down the speed so I don't hit the propeller or whatever. But So you're like a cork in your bottle of wine. 
Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Th- I can say so. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Fair enough. But then it just—it didn't just click. It took me another seven hours in the tunnel just doing over and over. She did, send, over you a mesi- over she did send you a message. like, okay, I just bought another five hours. If I don't, uh, I cannot do the transition from head up to head down in this five hours. I quit. And then <laughs> <laughs> she told me that this was, and then she didn't because uh, she actually got better. Yeah, after four hours, I finally got a transition. I'm like. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And after the end of these hours, I was like, I'm buying two hours. All I want to do is VFS. All I want to do is VFS. I don't want to do anything else. I'm selling all the equipment. How funny is that? Well, again, especially considering transitions and going from head up to head down in the sky, no problem. But you're not realizing (laughs) how much fucking movement is involved in that if you're not smooth. And so, again, I went into the paraclete tunnel uh, and a friend took me in there. He was an instructor at the time and signaled for me to do what I thought he was signaling for me to do a transition from sit flying to head down. He wasn't actually saying that. But that's what I saw. So I just hucked it and literally took off up vertical sideways to the wall and hit the wall at like 25 feet, kind of upside down, not realizing that that's probably how much room I actually take to transition in the sky. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it's so much harder. Well, we'll see how it goes because Cornelia takes all the hits uh, when I start something new, like swooping, hey, (laughs) she's going to be like, I hate this, I hate this transition. She's probably gonna be like, I hate this left side cartwheel, and then Something. I'm gonna and I'm gonna be like, don't hate it, embrace it. And it's yeah. like, oh, I love it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I came to her, I'm like, can you fly with me sometimes? Maybe I mean, I I know for her it's not gonna be probably like that exciting, you know. But at least it's you know, spend time in the tunnel with your friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what's your goal, though? Because you said, like, this is a new addiction. So tell us about your goal. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm sure there's a goal there. there somewhere <laughs> deep, deep, deep inside. Well, I, wanna, I, wanna, I really want to compete in VFS now. Like, I want to compete. And on the, it's not going to ever be my first love because my first love is Swoop. So the, the, the first time I did my transition, I'm like, fuck it, I'm selling my Petra. I just want to fly in the tunnel more. <laughs> but, um, no, like, yeah, obviously I want to have, have a four-way team. Nice. And compete in VFS. Nice. At some point of the time. It's just still, it's a very blurry goal because I'm still, cannot even fly two-way properly. But <laughs> on the long run, uh, four-way VFS team, that would be amazing. Nice. Well, especially as much time as I know you've been putting in the tunnel, progression comes in the big scheme of things pretty quickly. And I have Cornelia again. <laughs> No, but we're lucky like we can have access to a tunnel nearby yeah. so we can go there after work. Sure. That's good. Yeah, that's sure. good that we have it. It's yeah. easier than, you know, having to travel abroad to go to a tunnel. Like Absolutely. Really yeah. Absolutely. Or trying to do it one jump at a time. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the tunnel has been the, the yeah, don't great push it. We're not talking about jumps yet, okay? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Well, that's the way I always covered, uh, like you say, you have a tough time with head-down exits. I always covered the head-down exits by getting a few people that were either dramatically better than me or by doing some goofy exit that I knew was going to go to shit <laughs> so that I could then recover and fly normal. But so. she's getting she's getting better at it. Of course. She just she needs to understand that everything takes practice. Yeah. <laughs> everything takes practice. It doesn't happen just by willing. Instant gratification <laughs> is what she wants. I want it now. I want it to happen now. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so now, are there any more competitions this summer? Oh, Grenada is coming. Uh, I am. Yeah, I I want to try again. I'm going for another battle. So I'm going to go to U.S. Nationals in uh, October. That's the plan, unless some COVID weird restriction. But that's the plan right now. Um, And it's funny because I go to U.S. Nationals just as a guest. I don't get any medal, any, any... and you regret nothing. Yeah. I don't even get a photo on the podium sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I do like to go there. But just you go so there pretty much whenever you can, right? Every year I've been, you're trying to I've been be to U.S. Nationals pretty, yeah, like almost every year. I missed it here and there, but since and 2013. And you podiumed almost every year there, right? Yeah. I mean, podiumed yeah. as, a, yeah. as a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I go for the battle. I can. Some people probably wouldn't understand it because uh, I can. I don't even get a nothing. I don't get yeah, nothing. Yeah. Sometimes like it's hard even to find the ranking to put my <laughs> the guest in there. <laughs> but they're nice enough to make the ranking and to calculate it with the guest. So um, I'm uh, excited because nice. I'm going to. It's, it's going to be in Arizona, and they just built a brand new pond. So I'm oh, excited yeah. to check it out. 
And next year, the world championship is going to be there. So nice. it's kind of like uh, I'm testing the ground. What's the elevation there? Do they have? Do you know? I didn't look at it yet. Yeah. I'm not even sure. I think it's a couple thousand feet. The, but the but pont, I could be talking out of my ass. The pond looked like whatever what, what I saw from from what I saw. The pond looks like there is not really many exits out. Eh? Like it's pretty like interesting setup for speed course and everything. You oh, have I think to it's look. a great pond. I think it yeah? looks really good. Yes, and um, we'll see. The only thing I've never been to Arizona. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but it's a desert and. Uh, oh yeah. The weather in the desert is really challenging, so it's going to be interesting. But you like so it. You always like to swoop in the desert because... Uh, because it's challenging. Because yeah. the wind changes every five seconds. Sure. And then you have thermals, and then it's just challenging. Yeah. So that would be in October. And then uh, after that, uh, in December, um, we're going to compete uh, in DIPC. Uh, this is Dubai International Parachuting Championship, and uh, it's happening again, and that's awesome. Cause, awesome. Uh, Very cool. Very cool. So 2021 is not over yet. Yeah. It's not over yet. Uh, I'll tell you what, 2021 has been hit and miss. There's been some really cool things, and then there's been a bunch more bullshit. But uh, hopefully we continue to see some better things. I kind of feel like with the COVID and all of this, we learned a lot to adjust. And we learned yeah. to maybe, like, you know, we learned to adapt to things. Like, yeah. oh, this is not happening. What's okay, the, we're going what, this way. <laughs> what's the term they use now, the new normal? Yeah, you kind of gotten used to the new normal. I don't like this new normal shit. No, neither do I. Neither do I. 2021 can suck my ass. It's been a horrible year for me. (laughs) But it's been better than 2020. Yes. (laughs) And hey, you cannot say it's been a horrible year for you. You got married in 2021. No, no. I'm not saying that there weren't highlights, but (laughs) my 2021 has been fucked. 2020 was dramatically easier, although less financially beneficial. You're just looking from the wrong perspective. You didn't suffer from the surgery you fixed your neck oh, oh, you got your wife you got your dog we are i mean not, what the we are not even getting into that conversation that's a that's a whole different podcast think, on a, think, not even think, this not even on this channel positive, think positive <laughs> think positive being all optimistic now. Yeah, where did that come from <laughs> I'm, I'm still gonna stand by 2021 can suck my ass for I the think most part. we do what we can, and yeah. uh, we've seen it like even you know in our jobs, our whole co-workers. We have a lot of we work with a lot of passionate people, and you could see like the ones that really, really want to do what they they like to do, and they find a way. You if you really want to go somewhere, yeah. you will find a way. Yeah. And they, I think in 2021, with all these restrictions and stuff, you can really see who wants Actually, it. Sure. Who wants yeah. to, how much Absolutely. do you want it, right? Because it's much? a lot easier to just stay like, ah, oh, you know, it's complicated it's to stay hard. at home. But uh, in the end, well, yeah. life passes. Yeah. We're not going to stay yeah. at home. Yeah. Well, here's hoping that the remainder of 2021 and the competitions that are coming up are kick-ass. Oh, and yeah. that the travels and all that stuff go well. And, and I know both you guys are kicking back into busy season for you. So yeah. it's work and competition and all that kind of stuff. So... Hopefully everything goes extremely well. As we wrap things up, tell everybody how they uh, follow you guys. How do they find you on Instagram? How do they find you on Facebook? How do they do all that shit? <laughs> I have a funny story about all this. Please. Funny story? Like, I think everyone knows her Instagram or her email or probably her number. Like We have the editors at that work, and whenever she gets like a nice photo exit or swooping or whatever, uh, goes to them. It's like, hey, please, please, please. Can you send this to me? And uh, one of the editors, yeah, yeah, Michael. sure. And uh, and Olga goes like, do you know my em- email? And all the editors, all together, they said her email out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody knows. Awesome. A- actually, I wanted to ask before we wrap up, so, uh, just recently you put up a post cheering on oh someone no. for a competition. And you, you did so... What what exactly was the post? Describe the post. Okay, for me. so it was me standing, um, prob- in perspective, naked, <laughs> holding a poster in front of me where it says "Go Z- Go Go Zubri," which is the name of the team of a VFS team of skydive uh, skydivers that are having a uh, Russian nationals now right now, and I'm supporting this team. Cool. And then in the bottom it says win and i'll drop it so basically it's like me standing naked there willing to drop the poster if they win and if you and peter wouldn't pull so much shit i mean what do you expect and get but not the whole zoo (laughs) for for anybody that is curious about this you go where tell us your instagram 
Sky underscore Unka. And wait, wait, wait. What's your Facebook? Because that's where all the funny ones are. Um, I don't know my Facebook. It's probably Olga Naumova. Just Olga Naumova. Search Olga Naumova. You'll find me. Yep. And then oh, you will find yeah. the wonderful, wonderful. Or you can also check out Peter Petrovsky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you find even more fun uh, stuff. It's, it's uh, Peter Bearpaws. <laughs> uh, it's here. Peter Bearpaws. Bearpaws. Yeah. Yes. Look up Bearpaws and you will find uh, um, her picture and then a whole bunch of really creative responses. The thing is that Peter it. also, like, uh, whenever Olga posts something, like, he would come up with, like, a, a reply to it like a response and um, it's funny because when uh, Olga posted this photo I was like P- everybody was like Peter where's yours yep. <laughs> where's yours yep. what's coming <laughs> what's yep. coming yeah everybody waits to see what's coming next so now how do they find you oh Cornelia underscore Mihai on Instagram and I guess on Facebook awesome so just search me well shit <laughs> friends <easy>. with Olga <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you'll probably see how many of my t- photos. Ta- you just click on it, you'll see the tag and follow the, the, the tag. The, the sunset photos by the pond. Yes, that's amazing. That's, awesome. That's, I missed those photos. Awesome. Well, good shit. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for taking the time, and, and we'll talk after all the next competitions and after the busy season for you and see what the hell happened. More stories. Yeah, yeah. cool. Got to have more Thank stories. You. All right, see Thank ya. You. Bye. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can brought to you as always by Fuck Yeah NZ Aerosports. Brought to you by Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective. Go check them out. Summit Parachute Systems, Jarrett Martin and the family building kick-ass pilot rigs and amazing rig it courses. SummitParachuteSystems.com. And me, I am the fucking pilot. As always, the fucking pilot.net or the princesspilot.com takes you to all the previous podcasts as well as both the books. See you next time.